Thank you for downloading the Plod podcast, Police Law On Demand, brought to you by 3D solicitors and barristers from Sergeants Inn Chambers. In our podcast series, we are going to discuss a range of topics affecting police officers and anyone involved in the criminal justice system. For more updates on police law, follow the Sergeants in Police Law blog at ukpolicelawblog.com. If you have any suggestions for any topics that you would like us to cover, please email plod at 3d-solicitors.com. In June 2021, PC Benjamin Monk was found guilty of unlawful manslaughter at the end of a seven-week trial. I'm Deborah Britstone, and with me to discuss this case and the use of taser by police officers is Hannah Hinton from Sergeants in Chambers. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Deborah. Could you give us a bit of a background to the case, please? Well, West Mercia police were called to Telford in the early hours of the 15th of August 2016. During the incident, a taser was used on a 48-year-old man called Dalian Atkinson, who became ill. The ambulance service attended, but Mr Atkinson, a former footballer, later died. So what happened to cause the police to be called? The police had responded to a call as Mr Atkinson had threatened to kill his father and was displaying extremely threatening and disturbing behaviours. So two officers initially attended the address, saw Mr Atkinson acting entirely out of character, claiming that he was the messiah and had killed members of his family, and repeatedly stated that tasers couldn't hurt him. PC Monk, one of the officers, was trying to calm Mr Atkinson down and retreated until it became necessary to deploy the taser. PC Monk showed Mr Atkinson the red dot before discharging the taser, but it had no effect. Mr Atkinson advanced, so PC Monk deployed the taser again. Mr Atkinson then advanced on PC Monk, and PC Monk deployed the taser for the third time. Mr Atkinson fell to the ground. The force used here was deemed necessary, reasonable and lawful. PC Monk should have maintained the electrical circuit for five to ten seconds and this would have caused Mr Atkinson to suffer an NMI, a neuromuscular incapacitation, and collapse. So how long did PC Monk in fact use the taser for? Well, during the trial, the evidence suggested that once Mr Atkinson fell, PC Monk kept the taser depressed for 33 seconds and then kicked Mr Atkinson in the head at least twice whilst he was on the ground, but in a position where his head was above the floor. An ambulance was called. Mr Atkinson was treated at the scene and taken to hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Can you tell us about the investigation into the officers involved? Three West Mercia police constables were interviewed under criminal caution and served with gross misconduct notices following the incident. The IOPC, who were the IPCC at at the time, spoke to 15 other officers as witnesses. Accounts were taken from the members of the public who witnessed the events, as well as paramedics. Forensic experts were consulted. The radio transmissions were transcribed and the IPCC examined police policies on the use of force. Analysis of the taser deployed during the incident was also carried out. The file of the evidence was referred to the CPS to consider potential criminal charges against two police officers. PC Monk was charged with murder and manslaughter in the alternative, and PC Mary Ellen Beckley-Smith was charged with ABH. Both then appeared before Birmingham Crown Court. And then on June 
the 29th, 2021, this year, Benjamin Monk was convicted of unlawful act manslaughter and sentenced to eight years imprisonment. The jury found PC Monk guilty at the end of a seven-week trial. It's quite unusual, isn't it, for a police officer to be convicted of such a serious crime in the course of their duties? Absolutely. This was the first time in over 30 years in the UK that a police officer has been convicted of manslaughter in the course of their duties. Uh, Mr Monk was sentenced to eight years imprisonment. How did the judge determine the appropriate sentence? The judge noticed that Mr Atkinson was a successful professional footballer. Unfortunately, in later life, his health deteriorated drastically. And by 2016, it was said he had a precarious hold on life. Sadly and suddenly, Mr Atkinson lost touch with reality and lapsed into a form of psychotic state. Once Mr Atkinson fell to the ground, PC Monk kept the taser depressed for 33 seconds and then kicked him in the head whilst he was on the ground, but in a position where his head was above the floor. Either or both of these uses of force are unlawful. There was no dispute that PC Monk continued to engage the trigger longer than was necessary to cause the NMI in Mr Atkinson. There was a body of evidence called which related to the use of tasers, including the advances made since 2016 in design, and evidence that convulsive grip of the trigger was not uncommon. The judge stated that one cannot be sure that the jury found the continued grip was not convulsive. However, even if the grip was not, the jury had to be sure that the effective electrical circuit was maintained on Mr Atkinson for a period beyond lawful deployment. Uh, and what did that mean for PC Monk? The experts agreed that Mr Atkinson could have died at any moment, but they also agreed that he would not have died that night without the combination of factors that arose. All experts agreed that the kicks to the head were a contributory factor and the jury accepted the evidence of those experts who considered the kicks to have more than a minimal contribution. The effect of the kicks was to cause or increase Mr Atkinson's degree of unconsciousness, which had an adverse effect on his ability to maintain his airways and breathe properly in circumstances where his body was struggling to maintain sufficient oxygen in his blood. The sentencing guidelines provide guidance for the judge to ensure that sentences received are fair and consistent throughout the jurisdiction. So the judge first considered harm and determined that the harm caused was of utmost seriousness because life was taken as Mr Atkinson died. He then determined culpability and had regard to the circumstances that led up to the actions of PC Monk kicking Mr Atkinson. The judge said that it was clear from the evidence at the scene that PC Monk was trying to be calm and control Mr Atkinson. Whether the kicking was a result from adrenaline or another cause, PC Monk did use excessive force. The judge stated that everybody is aware of potential serious effects of any traumatic head injury and that even those not causing loss of consciousness require immediate medical attention. There were two kicks, therefore the lawful force used to carry a high risk of really serious injury which was or ought to have been obvious to PC Monk. The judge then accounted for the fact that PC Monk had no previous convictions and was not involved in violent behaviour. PC Monk's references showed personal integrity in his career as a police officer. The judge determined that the incident was wholly out of character and PC Monk showed genuine remorse. He commented that the offence happened nearly five years before the trial and that PC Monk had not re-offended in any way 
He also commented that given PC Monk's position as a police officer, his time in prison would be more difficult. The aggravating factor was that the offence was committed whilst on duty as a police officer, so therefore the sentence was eight years. The use of, of taser is quite a controversial subject, isn't it? And I know that the IOPC has recently released a report about it. Yes, the IOPC commissioned a report on taser use and reviewed 101 independent investigations, which found of 108 people subjected, 94 had a taser discharged against them. 71% of those were white, 22% black less than 4% Asian and less than 2% were of mixed ethnicity. The average age was 35 and six people were under 18. 26 investigations led to a finding that an officer may have behaved in a manner that would justify bringing disciplinary proceedings or a referral to the CPS. Four inquests found the use of a taser in combination with other factors contributed to or were relevant in a person's death. One case resulted in a criminal trial where an officer was convicted of unlawful manslaughter, which is the case we're discussing today. So why was the IOPC report commissioned? It was commissioned due to concerns that there was a disproportionate use of tasers against black men and they had been used on children and vulnerable people. The report found tasers were being used in potentially unsafe locations or circumstances. According to the IOPC, there was evidence that officers had not considered adequately the risk of injury to individuals as part of their ongoing risk assessment. In a quarter of cases, the taser was used for compliance. In a third of cases, it was identified that there was a potential missed opportunity for officers to de-escalate the situation. The IOPC are concerned about the increasing use of taser on children aged 11 to 17 and vulnerable people with mental health and drug and alcohol problems. The IOPC found also that the number of tasers being used has increased to approximately 32,000 incidents, and that was in 2019-20. They stated this could reflect an improvement in recording police practices but it could also reflect an increase in trained PCs and the number of tasers available or PCs dealing with more incidents that have potential for conflict. The IOPC report wasn't received very well by, by policing generally. How did the National Police Chiefs Council respond to the report? Chief Constable Lucy Dorsey gave the response on behalf of the MPCC. She said that the IOPC taser review was vague, lacks detail, does not have a substantive evidence base and ignores extensive pieces of work already underway. She stated that she advised the IOPC of her concerns and was disappointed to see that the report did not engage with policing. The IOPC did not attend a taser training course or consult with the national independent experts who the police work with whilst undertaking initial research. Only 101 taser uses over five years have been reviewed, and these were all ones that had been investigated by the IOPC. This was only 0.1% of taser uses in the same period, which amounts to 94,000 plus taser uses in a five-year period. By focusing on a smaller number, the IOPC missed an opportunity to consider taser use more broadly. So Chief Constable Lucy Dorsey commented that this resulted in recommendations that are mostly out of date and are not based on the realities of policing.
Hannah, the IAPC report found six incidents of the use of a taser in a case in cases involving children. Did Chief Constable Dorsey comment on this? Yes, she did. She said it was a matter of concern. However, she also said there was a question of how practical it is to deduce if someone is 17 or 18 years old amid a violent and volatile situation, as you can imagine. She stated that there were 4,400 offences involving weapons committed by persons under 18 between 2019 and 2020. So a very difficult situation to judge in, in that intense period. Exactly. I think this is a subject matter that we will undoubtedly return to as the guidance and use of TASER in policing develops, hopefully with more collaboration between all parties involved. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks, Deborah. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you for downloading the Plod podcast, Police Law On Demand, brought to you by 3D solicitors and barristers from Sergeants in Chambers. For more updates on police law, follow the Sergeants in Police Law blog at ukpolicelawblog.com. If you have any suggestions for any topics that you would like us to cover, please email plod at 3d-solicitors.com.